Hello everybody. Great to be together again. We are starting our new series called Time for Change this autumn. And we're really excited about it and excited about the talks that are going to be coming out from it. We're going to be looking at Ecclesiastes and especially verse 3. And in that it says, there is a time for everything and an activity for every season under heaven. And so we're going to be looking today at there is a time to live and there is a time to die. Ecclesiastes is absolutely fascinating as a book. And the book before Ecclesiastes is called Proverbs. And Proverbs is full of really, really wise things, wise sayings. And it says, if you do this, if you live a good life, then good things will happen to you. If you do the right thing, then you're going to have a really, really great time. And Ecclesiastes follows it. And Ecclesiastes is kind of saying, do you know what? Even when you do the right thing, even when you've followed all the rules in the Bible, even when you've done everything, sometimes bad things happen. Bad things happen to good people. And really Ecclesiastes is a book saying just that. There's a word in Ecclesiastes all the way through and it's called Hevel. And Hevel in Hebrew has been translated into it's meaningless, but actually Hevel means vapor or smoke. And it says everything is like smoke. Everything is kind of meaningless. You, you have with smoke, you think, oh, I can grasp hold of it, but you can't grasp hold of it. And it's kind of like the whole book is about everything is uncertain and we are living in uncertain times, aren't we? And everything is changing all the time. So we are going to be looking at a time for change. You may be changing in your job or you may be made redundant or you may have been doing a lot of homeschooling and been a teacher for a while. Things may have changed in your relationships. Uh, so many things are changing all the time. We want to think about what is going on in our lives and we're looking specifically at a time to live and a time to die. It's really interesting because right now we've pre-recorded this and right now my daughter Rosie has uh, her waters are broken and she is right now going into labor so we're looking at uh, a time to be born a time to live which is absolutely exciting and brilliant and life is something to be grasped hold of and amazing uh, when I knew that Rosie was having a baby, I was so excited. It's kind of the first time that I'm going to be a grandma and I was excited about that. But I also felt some sadness as well because my mum, who has died two years ago, she was had a beautiful relationship with my daughter Rosie and she also really loved babies and children and she loved this kind of season in life. And so there's a bit of sadness in me as well as complete joy. Isn't it funny how you can have sadness and joy at the same time, how you can grieve and there be some sort of death and also excitement about life all at the same time. The tensions that we hold every day are remarkable. And right now we have the seasons going on. We have autumn coming and the leaves on the trees that were green and full of life are starting to die. They're becoming vibrant reds and oranges and 
there are acorns and there are conkers and in death there is also life because in those conkers there's the potential for a whole new season of life to come out of it and so we live with change and we live with seasons and we live with life and we live with death and we have to learn to let go of things and we have to learn to take hold of things so one thing I notice about this time of change is that we hold on to God and we say God never changes. Nothing about God changes and you know it's true. He loves you, he is faithful and that doesn't change. But sometimes what is difficult is that our relationship with God changes. It should change because our relationship with God should be developing and should be growing all the time. But sometimes we can feel uncertain when our relationship with God changes. I'm really struck by something that John the Baptist said. John the Baptist was in prison and he said through his disciples to Jesus, are you the one that is to come or is there someone else to expect? And you know, I think that at that point, John, was disillusioned. I wonder if he had a lot of things going on in his mind. John had lived on locusts and honey. Um, he had taught about repentance and he had kept himself away from people that did the wrong thing. And then of course, Jesus had come and he'd actually baptized Jesus and he'd heard the voice from heaven that said, you are my son and I am well pleased with you. He knew Jesus was the son of God. And yet there he is in a prison and he's wondering, is this really the son of God? I was thinking that when the son of God came, when the Messiah came, I'd be working alongside him. I'd be working with him, but he's in prison. And also he hears about Jesus. Jesus is a friend of people that are doing the wrong thing all the time. And he's at parties and he is maybe not exactly what John expected. I wonder if John was disillusioned. Sometimes we get disillusioned. Sometimes we get disillusioned with who God is. He isn't always what we expected. I think disillusionment is an absolute gift to us because what that means is that the illusion that we have built up about who God is has to go. That it, our illusion has to go and that's that leaves us with who God really is. Who is God really in our lives? You know, sometimes things haven't gone our way and uh, people die and it's not what we expected. But the reality is God isn't our fairy godmother. Well then, who is God? And sometimes there isn't justice and things don't work out in the way that we think would be right. Well, God isn't a police officer. Who then is God? And sometimes, uh, you know, we think, if we do this, this should happen. Well, God isn't a mechanic. Who is God? When we look past the things that disillusion us, we really find out who God is. Sometimes it's a mystery. We don't understand everything. We don't get it all. We don't understand everything that God is. 
but we need to keep pushing through even the times when we don't understand. And Ecclesiastes is really all about that. It's about saying, you know, even though we don't understand it all, even though it sometimes feels like mist and vapor, you know, we need to keep going. We need to keep going with the Proverbs. We need to keep going with the things that we know are right, even though it doesn't always work out that way. So it's so encouraging to know that John himself was disillusioned at times. You know, we can make a choice with disillusionment, whether we uh, say, right, that's it, I'm disillusioned, I'm off, or whether we say, I'm pushing through because I want to know who you really are, God, even in the mystery. So today, we can choose life. We still have a choice. Whatever we feel, we have a choice. I love it that it says this in Proverbs. Are you confused about life? Don't know what's going on? Come with me. I'll come and have dinner with me. I've prepared a wonderful spread. Fresh baked bread, roast lamb, carefully selected wines. Leave your impoverished confusion and live. Jesus invites us to come and eat with him in our confusion, in the things that we don't always understand. He says, come with me, I will show you how to live. So today, let's take hold of life in all its fullness and all its joy and really live. Let's pray. Father God, I pray right now, anybody who is feeling just disillusioned and that they don't know where you are and confused, I pray that you come and meet them right now, just in their meals, just in their conversation. Meet them, Father, we pray. I thank you that you've come to give us life and show us the way. I thank you for all you are, God. Amen.